and welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined, as always, by Vader. How's it going, Me. Vader? <laughs> yeah, you you're, you're here. <laughs> I am. I made it. <laughs> oh, right on time. <laughs> yep. Accomplishment for of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm not 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 doing uh, not too bad. Um, the weather's finally warming up. It's not um, snowing or icing outside anymore. It is now a pleasant sixty degrees. So that's like fifteen degrees Celsius or something. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere around there. It's cool down here as well. So it's about we're about even. We're kind of got that equilibrium. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, <laughs> oh, I saw. How's your pond going? I saw some pictures of your fish. Oh yes. Um, that relates to this this movie we're covering because there's Japanese characters in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, good. I got. I don't know if I said it on the park on the podcast or to you, but um, I had troubles with my lining of my pond, so I had to pull all the rocks out and patch it. Um, and all my fishies went out into big containers, and I've got them back in, and the water's filtering nicely. It's crystal clear, um, and I had baby fish. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I saw the, the picture. You were able to capture one of the baby fish. Yes, they're teeny. Like, I zoomed in, like, quite drastically. It's about two mils long, two, three millimeters okay. long. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that a tadpole? What is that, little fish? <laughs> it does look like a tadpole. But no, it's, you can see the glowy eyes and the little stripe, which is the mountain minnows are the ones having the babies. Um, so they're good. Um, and then the picture you would have seen would have been of my water lily and my... My Jap- well, I'm calling it my Japanese fish because it's it's a white shibunkan, I believe, uh, which is a type of goldfish with a reddy orange circle on its back. Yeah, it's, so it's it it could pass for <laughs> a koi <laughs> if it was smaller. Um, yeah, and or since it is smaller, rather. Yeah, um, so it's going to get like, they'll get bigger, but I, I yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with that fish because it's um, yeah, it's a cool little memento to I guess Japan. Yeah, well, like um, the the picture itself looked really nice, and it might as well have come out of like a magazine. It was a oh, very, yes. very, very good photography there. Yeah, that was just from my phone. So I wanted to get my camera, but <laughs> it, when I was working in my garden, my mum came out, and um, yes, I I don't live. With, this sounds real bad because I'm a grown adult with my own kids. I don't live with my mum. <laughs> we just live together. My my dad's really old, and so it's more an arrangement to support and help my dad because he's getting old and. Less, less able. So I don't, yeah, I don't live with my mum. Uh, <laughs> do, um, do what you gotta do, help out the family. I'm, I'm helping my grandparents out, so. Exactly, so you know, you know what it's like. I but know what it's it like. Can, no judging. <laughs> yeah, it can sound funny. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, she was, we are working in the garden and like I was gonna, paying on taking some photos because the fish were active and the water was looking nice and it was a sunny day and she chucked the food in and they all started swimming around so I didn't go get my real camera, I just pulled out my phone and like leant dangerously over my pond. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turned out really well. <laughs> and didn't, did not drop my, my, kept my phone luckily. But yeah, the, the fish are happy um, and I finally can get onto some good proper landscaping. I've got a Three trees growing in and two bamboo bushes growing in. Um, so I've got a Japanese uh, sakura tree and a Japanese ume plum tree and a Japanese maple tree. Okay. Um, on the plum tree, when do those fruit? I think they don't they take a few years. It probably will. It was a good, decent size. Um, so, yeah, I've only had it in... 
I've had it in probably six months now, and it's it it left up pretty good this year. But yeah, there's no real movement in in blossoms. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably the the start of spring I, ch- I chucked it in, to be honest. Uh, and it was still yeah, it's another maybe another year or two before. It, oh, I'm hoping it'll blossom next year because that'll be nice. That's why yeah. I chose it. I like that it's practical. I can get some fruit off it potentially, but it also will blossom. Yeah, those so are those are really nice blossoms. Yeah, so there's the ume, and then I wanted just a straight cherry tree as well, so I picked one of those up. Um, I'm a little disgruntled because all they do with cherry trees here is they put them on rootstock and to make them tall and skinny, and so it's not really how I want it to look. I want it to be a bit more natural looking. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I can I can prune it and cultivate it over time. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely more like curved um that'd be cool if you had like little bonsai trees if you had time to, to do that well that's what i wanted but we uh-huh. can't really get seedlings easy here yeah. in Zealand, all on rootstock and the rootstock are like really long mm-hmm. and like like one and a half meters and so i had to bury it really deep to even get it to a height that it didn't wasn't too tall um uh, but oh, good luck, good luck. that's life <laughs> <laughs> so it's tall and straight and has a ni- it'll have a nice bushy top and so it'll make a nice canopy and some I'm tempted to try and research about grafting and graft in a lower branch lower down on the on the trunk uh-huh. to just give a bit more of a character rather than being skinny but yeah live and learn um, well it'll be cool for picnics you know in the future well that's the thing it's going to create a, a nice uh, I've got like a little mound that came from the the rock and soil from the pond in the garden to create a bit of shape and texture and so that will be under the tree so be nice to sit on yeah and i've got way off topic but yeah that's my japanese pond hey no that's okay <laughs> it's all interesting it's interesting stuff that's what we're here for yeah um i'm really excited that i can finally move on from the pond because it's been very stressful and having the leak was i was so upset about it, it keeping yeah. up at night worrying about my fishies and um but it's exciting just that my minnows i, I can't wait to my goldfish uh start having babies yeah well it's, it's it's really neat i mean you you've been you've been working on this since uh, we started the podcast so it's been yeah. quite a while actually so it's it's neat yes. to see it come to fruition um uh yet it seems like you just started doing it it's weird <laughs> well this yeah so the garden itself is still a bit it's just, it looks like a yeah a bit of rocky mess um, oh, well, but it's like, a piece at a time exactly the, the um, pond part is more or less it looks like mm-hmm yeah, um, so yeah, it's all up into the finishing now and, and letting it grow in, which is going to take a few years for it to look right. Well, most Japanese gardens have been growing for hundreds of years, so <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of a wait for that, but I'm hoping to, in a few years' time, it will look um, as authentic as possible. No, it'll be great. I'm, was... I'm, I'm excited to go along the journey with you. Um, yeah. Speaking of journeys, what are we covering today? Um, a railway, railroad journey. Railroad journey, yes. <laughs> Um, of sorts Uh, we're covering railroad tires I believe is the correct name yes (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, and it's a we've mentioned it before haven't we on the podcast Uh, I think you brought to my attention as a recent Jackie Chan film yeah yeah a while back I think (laughs) probably Uh, and it it finally came on Netflix here and it is it's a fun movie it was it was um uh, at turns comedic and serious. I don't. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get into it. This is a a, a two a two thousand six um, twenty sixteen film uh, was when it was 
released, but it, even even stateside, it made it to Netflix this summer, this past summer rather. So yeah, only only yeah. a few months before um, it came out your way. Yeah, we only got it yeah recently. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a well it's well made movie. It's got a it's a nice big budget, um, and it's interesting. We were, we've covered a few Thai movies recently, and we were talking about how they seem to be a few years behind in quality of, of filmmaking. And and we talk we've talked about how the Chinese cinema was the same. 20, 30 years ago, like it was behind what the West were doing, like in the quality of the film. Yeah. Like the look. I'm all, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Look. Um, yeah, the, the, the this, cinematography, the sets, every, all, all that. All yeah. That bit. And mm-hmm. even, even the, the the quality of the, the film stock itself, I guess, like it always seemed a bit grainier or. Yeah, just. Yeah. Lower budget. Whereas this, what seems on par with a western there, film like there, there's no difference between hong kong films and anything yeah. the west puts out these days in fact i would i would argue that like based on genre they're putting out pretty quality stuff we're getting a lot of kind of schlock <laughs> recently there's a lot of direct-to-video stuff that just doesn't look that great anymore yeah um so i, th- I think it's um very cool to kind mm. of have but it, what i like about it getting into it early is <laughs> it feels like one of these old fun kung fu films from the past but has yeah. a really crisp nice film uh, quality to it and budget because there's some pretty cool special effects in this um yeah i guess we should talk about the the director and the cast before we get too far into the film yeah our uh, usual mo um this was directed by ding shen who uh also directed uh according to our interests, um, Little Big Soldier in 2010, and then Police Story Lockdown in 2013. Both of those films have in common one Mr. Jackie Chan, uh, who is also the main star of this film, Red Tigers. <laughs> yep, and he is the best. Um, I, I guess it's a good point <laughs> now we've mentioned Jackie Chan, is that we've both seen The, the Foreigner now. Yes. And so... <laughs> And we both agree it's not right for this podcast because there's virtually no kung fu. Well, there is no kung fu in it. <laughs> well, um, there's martial arts. Um, it's it's just fighting it, in a brief like two scenes. Uh, yeah, at least two. Um, no more than like four snippets. Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't the point of the film. Um, uh, which which is a it's a shame that there wasn't a little bit more because it was. I was hoping it could be a little bit more like Taken, I guess. Um, but what it was is a, a political thriller um, dealing yes. with the um, uh, NRA in. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, IRA. IRA. <laughs> NRA is like, in the news uh, too often. Yeah, so um, it's, it's dealing with the um, uh, Irish um, resistance and uh, the terrorism uh, for. There's not even like a better word. It is terrorism um, that was going on. Um, it's it's set modern. Uh, it's modern day. Um, yeah, it, and, it's a recurrence. There's basically yeah. There's basically I guess the plot boils down to um, there's a bombing and um, Jackie Chan's character is a uh, a foreigner in London. Well, he's not a foreigner. He's a immigrant um, to the UK 
and his daughter is killed in a, um, a terrorist bombing attack on a. Uh, yep. It was just like She's... a, it was just like a motorcycle bomb outside of a, um, a fashion shop or something. Well, it's the bank that we're targeting. Mm. But yeah, but it but it exploded and, and it, yeah. just did a lot of civilian casualties. Um, he just wants restitution for his um, his daughter's death, but the uh, the police investigators just aren't aren't doing the level that he's expecting um, for them to investigate the, the the murder as he sees it, and um, it's just. It's the so he goes Jason story of, yeah, he's us. just basically, he's basically gonna, like, well, it's not even Jason Bourne, um, he had been, uh, in, uh, Vietnam and was, was a trained, like, sort of like an assassin, basically setting up bombs, um, special forces, yeah, uh, Chinese, yeah, d- d- um, during the Vietnam War, so he, um, was practiced in that sort of warfare and decides to, sort of threaten the investigator or the lead of the, the investigative team or it's, it's actually the it's Pierce Brosnan's character is a um is he a he's a liaison I think from uh, Ireland to the UK um and it's just him threatening Pierce Brosnan's character and by extension the family to do more um in this investigation just just kind of divulge who the culprits were because he thinks he knows who they are uh so it's a lot of violence it's definitely like i said a political thriller so that kind of outside of our purview um but yes as far as uh acting wise um it's probably one of jackie chan's better films i mean he just does a really good job in portraying this you know a grieving father and just a world oh, yeah, world, sure. world weary soul um sort of against type um he is definitely not he's shades of gray completely it's not a good guy um in, in what he's doing uh justified kind of i mean yeah i think he makes sure no one really gets killed when he's blowing stuff up but well yeah um, i don't know the, uh, P- pierce Brosnan did a really good job too he played completely against um his normal uh or i guess not normal, but older you know james bond kind of uh, roles. He's definitely like uh, not a good person. He's a horrible guy um, in this. And uh, it was it was a good movie. Uh, I, I recommend, I recommend movie. watching it. Um, like I said, we were just not enough for us to cover what goes on in the film. You know, any kind of depth. Um, other than to say, yeah. check out the film. And Jackie Chan is just as good as always. Well, as, as a Jackie Chan fan, I'm really mm. glad that he's been able to do a serious film because, as you say, he's been typecast as uh, a somewhat a slapstick spoof actor. Yeah, um, and, um, and to, go ahead. Yeah, for him to actually have a chance to express his art form in a completely different way is, I, I just think it's great. And as you said, he did a great job. I very believable in a distraught father um yeah. type character and yeah owned it yeah. owned it really hard it was really yeah. good um, and it's um in turns it's um things that he's demonstrated through the um the police story franchise and as they moved along it got further away from any kind of like just action 
you know, to, to more of a hard-boiled okay. um, thing, and that that's what we'll see, or what not we'll see, but that's what you see if you watch um, the Police Story Lockdown, um, which is by the same director. So they've worked together a few times in the past, which is it's always okay. good to see um, uh, directors and, and actors working together um, consecutively, and you, you get a I think they get a better feel for what the other you know can bring to the table, um, and draw out you know more of these. Um, because even in this film, while it's a comedy, I mean, he, he it's a little more serious. I mean, yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say. Jackie uh, Chan is concerned. Yeah, like this was going to say, this is actually an interesting hybrid of that because um, there is some dark and serious uh, elements and themes through this film, Railroad Tigers, but there is also the Jackie Chan comedy in there as well. And so it's interesting. It's cool that he's getting to kind of expand on his on his acting repertoire, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure it's due in part to, you know, his age, uh, the, the stunt work is getting, I think a little harder on him or not a little bit, but quite a bit harder because I, I want to say in a few of his films, there's been, um, replaced like, like stunt men or stunt people, um, stunt doubles, st- yeah, yeah. standing in, in for him on a few scenes. Uh, but not to the detriment of any of the films. So, no, I can forgive him for that for sure. <laughs> he's he's lived, he lived a long life mm. uh, when it comes to stunts. That is for sure. Yep. So, um, well, that's the director. We'll move a little bit onto the cast. Uh, well, Jackie we Chan. Did just a Jackie. Well, yeah. <laughs> we did him, and um, yep. we've, we've gone over his filmography extensively um, in the past. And we'll maybe touch base on some other stuff in the future, but uh, for this, we'll move on to our next cast member it would be Zitao Huang who plays Dahai um, one of the members of the Seven Tigers I don't remember I think they're just the Tigers but I want to say Seven Tigers for some reason um, it's about that many yeah. he's a rapper he's a Chinese he rapper is, he's a Chinese rapper who <laughs> actually it's it's not even um, uh, no, I, I've lost the, the link but he is a rapper in the I think it's EXO um, in the Chinese branch of the Korean band EXO. I better click the link just in case because I'm oh. I don't, don't want to be wrong on that. Um, Album yes, EXO. Yes, EXO. Mm-hmm. So um, here's just an excerpt from his bio. So during his time as an EXO member in Korea, um, uh, he goes by I guess Tao rather than Tao. Um, he continued to practice wushu uh, um, with actor and martial arts choreographer Bruce Khan and performed wushu Taolu routines during concerts and variety programs. So that's part and parcel of his um, entertainment shtick, the thing he does. Uh, yep. Because he played the yeah. young kid who wore the hat the whole time, wasn't he? He's kind of on the outskirts of the main yes. group. He, he was too young to really... Yeah, he kept trying to go do the stuff, and they were like, "No, you're you're just still, you know, a boy, young. He's he's much younger than the rest of the group because they're um, they're basically like a gorilla. um, They're rebels against the the Japanese occupation, or yeah, oh yeah, and because was that Jackie's daughter, the girl that was friends with them? Is that who she was? Like, I kind of didn't get the relationship because they all just uh, were brothers to each other. Yeah, and the problem is when they're saying brother, it's not always, like, 
actual brothers. <laughs> it's like same yeah. couple. <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't clear, and unfortunately the um they were only using like nicknames or their sort of first names and not any of the family names so it's it didn't cover it in the film yeah it so they were like um the, the characters were like dahai dakui dagul um so it wasn't enough of an actual name other than they're saying brother yep now before i forget to ask this question this seems this is uh japan occupying china era much like we've covered through Ip Man and Fist of Legend. We can, have we done Fist of Legend? What do we do? Th- Fist of Fury. Yeah, this is um, after... So, there's the the war of, like, 1911 was the first time, and then this is 1941, so this is World War Two. Okay, so this is a bit later. Yeah. But they're still... Okay. They're, like, this is, like, when Japan was mostly in Manchuria, but they, um, they, they went into, into China, of course, as well. Okay. Um, and is this based on... Are you aware if this is based on any truth? Like um, Ipman and Fist of Legend is sort of based on... It probably is. There probably was this specific bridge that they blew up. Um, I I think the movie has, like, little um, epilogue, like, blurb, um, but, but I... I I wasn't paying attention uh, to see if it was a, a true story specifically. It, it must expe- be. It felt like it was one. I mean, aside from well, it being like ridiculous. Well, yeah, I think it's obviously uh, larger than life. Um, but the intro is interesting because it starts off in modern time, and there are kids like going on a school trip visiting. Yeah. No, I think um, it was a, a true story. You know, as these trains are legend. story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah we'll get to the ending later um but yeah so i thought that was a really cool intro to the movie i really liked how the little kid sneaks upon the train that's an exhibition and then sees a glowing coal in the old coal steam trains i thought that was a real nice touch yeah and i like Um, he's basically kind of watching the movie happen as if it's sort of like you know a little magical fantasy yeah it's a bit of whimsical Mm -hmm. fantasy to to this legend and story of some heroes which is i thought was a really nice touch which is, I think, what lends it um, to why it was a little bit over the top as far as like the slapstick yes. nature of things is because it's like a, it's a legend, but it's like a fairy tale or not a fairy, um, a, a, like a bedtime story or something. You know that kind of thing where you would tell a kid and it kind of tone down <laughs> the um, actual violent parts of it and make it a little bit, you know, more more, more fun. Yeah, yeah, more fun for a, a kid to focus right? on heroics, not yeah, the but, but still, still get across like the values or whatever they want to tell about the history. Yeah, well, we've talked about it before in other uh, Chinese cinema. There's, there is legends become bigger the more they're retold. Yeah, um, and and this and definitely so, yeah. is. I mean, the things that happen in this, uh, <laughs> you couldn't do these in real life. I mean, it's just not going to work like that. <laughs> but. Um, but the end uh, outcome is the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter how it's it's again, it's a real it's a journey and it's um the the uh the journey was just as important in this idea as the destination, but um maybe how they got there specifically wasn't uh super important, just the the outcome um that they were able to repel uh uh of more well I guess not repel, but dampen um more of the Japanese uh incursion by taking out this bridge 
Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Uh, that's who we've got now. JC Chan. We know who he is. <laughs> this is Jackie Chan's son. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he plays uh, Rige. Rige. I don't know. It's difficult without any kind of opinions. Terrible. I'm never good at these. Um, we covered him, his discography in uh, Monk Comes Down the Mountain, which we watched a few episodes ago. Yeah. So he must have been Jackie's son in the movie. Um, he he actually what well, yes he was also his son in the film yeah yeah um and they even play on that you guys look alike yeah there's a whole there's <laughs> a whole season. scene um talking about their noses and stuff it's pretty funny yeah <laughs> that was pretty good he's very he's very talented he's he's got um I liked him a lot um, yeah he's he's doing a lot better definitely I mean you can you can see his his acting skills have increased in the last well decade I guess <laughs> since he started acting. Yeah, well, I've only seen a couple of films that I know of with them in. Um, so, well, actually, that just reminded me. Did you hear that uh, Rush Hour Four? It sounds like it's in the works. Is it? No, I did not. Um, I, just I may saw have heard, today. heard rumblings, but then I just I don't know. I wasn't paying attention because all I could think of was the dumb TV series. Because <laughs> 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 um, that'd be interesting. It just made me think of it because maybe they could bring in the sun. Um, yeah, I don't know. They could they could do a lot with it, really. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, now I have to look up that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it could just still be all rumors and whatnot, but it just seemed like it's getting more of a sure thing. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, watch have, shower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Uh, hang on here. It's... Okay. You back? All right. Yeah, my computer just like totally froze. I thought I was gonna lose everything. I was like, please no, don't don't lock the whole computer up. Well, you're back. Um, all yeah. Right. All right, well, I'll, I'll just fix that part later. Edit, edit it um, out. <laughs> Kai Wang. Yes. Uh, so this was... Fan... Fan Chun. Chun? Fan Chun. Um, I have to click the picture. <laughs> I don't, the problem yeah, is like, it doesn't same. show anyone's... Um, okay. Another young pretty boy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah this was another one of the um, the, the tigers. Uh, his only other um, martial arts role uh, is still filming. It's um, Dynasty Warriors, I guess, a live action. Oh, okay, so, so that's not the game. Yeah, I don't believe so. No, it's oh, that could be fun. Uh, and then he was also, it's not really martial arts, but it's sort of tangentially related. He um, is in the 2018... Uh, I think this is the fourth one um sequel to a better tomorrow which is it's not really a reboot but they're just continuing the better tomorrow um john woo films okay so he's uh, done a lot of drama and everything else has been stuff. tv tv series it looks like yeah yeah um the, i actually had a hard time i'm going to be honest throughout the film of keeping track of all the different brothers um especially in the end battle scene yeah, it got a little difficult. Um, especially they kept changing, like, outfits. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was... Yeah, they worked as a tight-knit group, but there were kind of a few key people who were the main focused focus. Um, and even... I'm sure there were, like... There were key ones that they made clear survived, and then there were ones that were just 
seemed to they just died, and I don't know when they died or how they died. But I can't, it was well, it was such a mess. Sometimes I, they didn't die. Sometimes they just fell off the train and then, like, just well, yeah, do, we're doing their those own thing, and then so it's like okay, and then some people like, yeah, some people just yeah, they, died, but then I couldn't tell who it was. <laughs> it was yeah, it was no one, no confusing. one seemed to, yeah, yeah, no one seemed to die. Right up until the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, was he the? He's not the. He's not the soldier. The army soldier is he? The one that oh, kind of the... puts them on their quest. The one that just was shooting everyone. No, the um, the one who um, the one who kind of puts them on their quest. Who who's from the military itself um, and ends up in Jackie's sort of girlfriend's house. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the one that was, like, hiding. <laughs> they they had, they, yeah, they helped him hide, and he, he was the one that the military attacked the bridge, but um, they failed, and he was, like, the survivor, and he was trying to get back to his platoon to continue that mission. Yeah. It might, um, it might have been that brother. I mean, the, the that guy. Um, who, yeah. I think that's... Pro- probably, that because all the brothers have the high, like, da, like, is there... The, in the name. Part of the name, so. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm I'm up to that scene now. While we watch what's on, and I'm trying to see a good shot of them. But people look way different when they're all pretty in their headshots on the internet than they do in a movie. <laughs> or especially in this movie, everyone's um, like in period costume <laughs> or have beards, um, as the case may be. Yeah, I I think it is. I'm going to say it is. <laughs> We'll go with that. Um, so yeah, our next cast him. member is uh, Hiroyuki Ikuchi. Um, he portrays Yamaguchi, which is the um, Japanese soldier in charge of the local regiment, I guess. Um, the bad guy. He's basically the main, the main uh, antagonist. Uh, he is also... Uh, well, frankly, he's kind of portraying his role from Ipman. He was the the, yeah. the bad guy in that. Um, however, he's much less uh, effective uh, in this. He's relegated to, like, a goofy slapstick role. Um, his but he's martial, also very His martial powerful. arts is still good. Yeah, he's, he's still good in, in doing what he, what he needs to get done. But he, um, he just made a full level a lot. I think that's the what it, what it boils down to. Do you- do you know what it reminds me of? The whole kind of aesthetic? It's like a modern version of Hogan's Heroes. I don't know if you know that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're basically, that's what they've done with the, with the Japanese heroes. They've painted them as much less effective than may have been the case. Um, playing up the strengths of the Chinese uh, um, rebels. Um, because that's what this is. This is a it's a, a folk hero sort of story. Yeah. You know, it's, it's giving everyone a little bit larger than life um, abilities, and then um, playing down any abilities that the, uh, the the villains would have had. But at the same time, the brutal like that soldier we we're just talking about, like they're trying to help him get out of the town that this, this, it's kind of revolves around. And the Japanese stopped the train, and they just execute them. Like they're pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, no, the it's, um, it's that, this weird that's what kind they of... do. Yeah, it's like because they made it slapstick. 
the parts that are violent or when someone dies are actually worse than if that was just happening yes. normally. Yeah. Like, you're just not expecting it. I was like, wow, it was kind of funny, but then now it's not. Like, but they did it. It happens all the time. Then it'll get funny again, and then someone will get killed. You're just like, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it was, like, hard to watch so just the moments of violence because of that. Because it, because the rest of the movie was funny, it made those things completely not funny. Like, they weren't playing that part for laughs. You're just you're no. like, okay, why, why is this so serious? You know. I, we ran into that a little bit with, um, oh, Tony, the um, what were those? Oh, just the, the the ones that slipped my mind. <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It, this it was, came back, but but this was like harder to watch. Like the violence was rougher in this, I think. Yep, yep. I would agree. But yeah, it, had to, it, it did remind me of that. Um, but yeah, but I guess it is also trying to portray a message of yeah, they were. They were facing. They were facing. It was a real uh, serious issues they were up yes. against, and people were being killed. Sometimes unfairly, yeah, unnecessarily. Yeah, it's, and, uh, I don't know. It was difficult. There, you can see what they're doing with it, but the, the I wish actually that it hadn't been as funny as it was. Like I would have just rather it had been like a period drama, you know, with with some action in it. Would have yeah. been, been more effective when they make it kind of funny. You're just like. It's like the rug keeps getting pulled out from under you, and then you just get stabbed in the back. Because <laughs> you're just like, why did they make that part not funny? I'm just keep the, the tone was all over the place. You know? Yep, I, I get that. Um, I don't it, know, it, was, it was it the same way in. I think it's the director. Um, have you seen Little Big Soldier? It's the same kind of way. No. Same kind of film. It's it's funny, but it's again, it's some giant shows. like yeah, well, it's a giant battlefield the whole time yep. so there's bits that are humorous and then the rest are like okay everyone just got murdered all right and that's not funny <laughs> yeah uh, it's hard to i had to imagine what it would be like if it was dead serious and just it was more like a saving private ryan movie um i i kind of thought about it while i watched it and i felt maybe it was showing the hope of the people. Like, even though they were oppressed, they still yeah. found love and joy in their life. Like, even though it wasn't necessarily a great life they were living, being oppressed, they they still found ways to be happy. And that's what I took through the the comedy in it, is that it was that was their, I guess, their iron will to defy their oppression is... They were gonna. They were gonna be happy. Yeah. Well, and that's Just, another, despite the odds. That's another part of this is it's, it's um, whether it's based on a specific historical incident or not. The actual overview of the setting was a historical thing, and it's mm. you know it's a, a horrible event that happened. So dealing with it, dealing with it with a little bit of levity is. Um, Easier to use, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, then if you make it all serious and it's just it's too dour and it's too recent of a pain to you know deal with, versus you know injecting a little bit of humor into it allows you to maybe um, take a more serious um, look at it without like being depressing. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's as close as I can you know, sum it up with. No, I, I get what you're saying, and the, what I, to, to build on that is most countries in this world have tensions historically. 
to some level, like a lot of places in the world. Um, but it doesn't mean we have issues with those people now. And so I guess it could be partly that they don't want to paint the Japanese into a bad light because the the, the Chinese and Japanese are on good terms now. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't well, know if that's looking own... at it too broadly. Uh, but... Well, that, and then you're looking at the the fact that for, for the most part, anyone that would have participated in any of this, you know, there's no one that's alive. It's, yes. it's just enough generations removed to, um, to, to you know, to, to create that sense of um, resonance, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's, and <laughs> the fact that you're working with, um, you know, Japanese cast members as well. So that obviously has to factor into it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, interesting stuff uh, to to consider why mm. and how they did, did it. But yeah, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much if it was a dark, uh, gritty war movie. But yeah, then again, and, I might. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's hard to tell. Um, I, I do like. I kind of want to either be all funny or not, you know. But yeah, I think with what they were trying to do and show this message, they kind of had to do it this way. Like, I don't yeah. know if it would have worked completely if they were I, just being all yeah, serious. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm just up to the scene where they're climbing the warehouse where the bombs are stored. Oh, that was that was really good. Um, yeah, let's, let's finish up with our uh, our so we, can, we can dig into it. So we have Ping Song who portrays the brother Dakui. Um, his only other uh, kung fu film was The Lost Bladesman, uh, 2011. Um, I did not see that one, so I'm, <laughs> that's a uh, not sure if it's any if it was good or not. Um, Pretty sure he's not the basketball player. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and then uh, we have uh, Darren Wong, who portrays Doc. Oh, he's the big guy. Sorry, uh, Ping Sung's the big guy. Yes, Ping Sung was the big one. Big big boy, <laughs> he's, yeah, and he's, he's your the cliche character that seems to be in a lot of Chinese film where it's the big dumb guy, yeah, um, who's a bit slow but extremely strong. Um, um yes, yeah, so uh, yeah. sorry, then yeah, no, that's fine. Um, then Darren Wong, who's Dakul. Um, the only other real credit was Legend, or I guess is since this just came out, Legend of the Naga Pearls. Uh, it's a 2017 release. This just hit um, streaming and DVD in the on stateside um, in the last week or two. Uh, it, it, it looks okay. It's um, this actually reminds me of a little bit more serious um, League of the Gods. Okay, so it might be interesting to take a look at all um, all the toss the tra- trailer your way. He's got another one that looks interesting. Mugi Goishi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's about. Uh, Ghost Blows Out of the Light. I think it's the translation to that. That's a web series. But yeah, the Naga Pearl one looks pretty cool. But I, I just want to work out who they actually play in the movie. Like, it's just yeah, more it, obvious. It was, I know, it was, it's, it was difficult. I'm just like, ah. Uh... Because you, you look at their pictures on IMDb and stuff, and they're all just like their modeling pictures, or um, they look nothing like they do in the character where they're all like dirtied up and in costume. Yeah, I tossed you that um, clip in the Discord. 
he might be the oh no he looks too young to be the 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 restaurant owner who joins them the ex-soldier yeah no i don't it's not that this guy's he's maybe like his late 20s or something he's pretty young uh yeah 26 i'm finally Uh, getting better at guessing ages (laughs) like it was really bad for a while (laughs) they they gotta be like 25 no, they're 40. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it usually goes the other yeah. way around. I usually guess, like, too low. Yes, it came very hard. Um, is this Zoe Zhang? Um, or Zoe Zhang? Zhang. Who's next? On, I lost my link. Uh, yes. Zoe Zhang. This is a Yuko Yuko. <laughs> this is, um, so she, she's Chinese, but is portraying the. Um, she was like a. She's the Japanese lady. Commandant or lieutenant or something. Yeah, she's like the the, the Japanese um, in charge. Um, yeah, so she's pretty she's, badass. She's, yeah, really cool she's, character. She's good. She had a couple couple good scenes, and then then it got ridiculous. But <laughs> otherwise, it was. Uh, she did a really, really good job with this. Um, she has worked with Jackie Chan a few times uh, in Chinese Zodiac in 2012. Then she was um, the main actress in um, Amnesia, which is a, a Jackie Chan Presents uh, film in 2015. And then she was in Skip Trace in 2016. That was with um, Johnny Knoxville and Jackie Chan. Okay. Uh, she also has a black belt in Taekwondo, so yeah, she does kick ass. <laughs> um, yeah, she was very cool, and uh, I did find it a bit odd that she had the ta- the yakuza tattoo. They had the scene where she show they show the big dragon tattoo down her back. Yeah, there's a um, there's a a, a genre um, of Japanese films um, that'll have the uh, women with large tattoos as well that's usually if they're badass so (laughs) yeah i think it seems to be i think it's just uh um shorthand for that an easy yeah easy um visual cue yeah fair enough it just tends to be uh only yakuza have tattoos (laughs) Um, or the the wife of one or (laughs) something like that yeah um yeah, so I don't know. It, uh, it seemed like it was a bit off. Like, I don't know if a soldier, a military soldier, would have a Jap- uh, uh, tattoo like that. But, oh well. It shows that oh. she's tough. And she was she was a pretty strong, cool character. Um, but as you say, it did get a little funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, just remember that like, everybody was fighting for the homeland. Like, That's everybody true. was a soldier. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, never really thought about how that would work. <laughs> um, who was who um, next? Asano, Asano. Naga, Nagahide Sakamoto. So that was the um, number two lieutenant, I guess. Um, this is Yamaguchi's like second in command with the little mustache, I believe. Not the translator. Uh, yes, <laughs> with the like ridiculous accent. Oh, yeah, because they kept saying, oh, we need to speak to someone who actually speaks Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they were just yeah. messing with him. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun scene. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he, but he's in uh, Chinese Zodiac as well. 
which is why yeah he looks nothing like he does in the movie in real life yeah (laughs) almost none of these people that's what's super difficult to to pull the um actors and figure out who they were i guess that means they did a really good job (laughs) yep yep for sure um yeah i think it wraps up our most of our main cast yeah there's there's a few other ones but um they're even in screen time they were just kind of there and then they'd pop up maybe toward the middle and end like they weren't um on screen for more than a few minutes yeah maybe that guy we couldn't work out who he was earlier that didn't have the da in his name was the the restaurant owner because yeah. he was a pretty important character yeah i think um, that's probably who it was it might have been yeah yeah, it's cast. Uh, do we want to look at some reviews? Yes, yes. Uh, the good, the good review. The good review. All right. Um, uh, there's actually not many reviews on this. I guess it's quite recent in some ways, uh, and probably hasn't made a big splash in the world. But yeah, no, I don't. Reviews. I don't know anyone else that's watched it. It's worth watching. It's a good film. Oh, it was. It was um, great. <laughs> yeah. So there was no actual ten out of ten, um, and there were only thirteen reviews in total on IMDb, um, because I do extensive research and only exclusively use IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the title of this good review is actually pretty good. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> um, this is from Al Take of Ten. Uh, I'll take of, I'll take V. I don't know. Uh, this is done June seventeen, so only last year, so only about seven months ago. Yeah, it would have been probably when it came out on Netflix. Yep, probably. I I am not a movie critic, just a standard movie watcher lackey, and I found <laughs> this movie a lot of fun. Its storyline intertwines between a classic action film with Jackie Chan in it and a a good war history film. But most of the reviews are true. The classical Jackie Chan moves and the classical Chan comedy... This is not okay. This is a scene that's weird. There is all of that in the action scenes, but not at the quantity one will expect. Okay, so he's saying it's there, but not as much as it normally is. It was a weird sentence. Anyway, you must note one thing here. This is part a history, part an action, part a war movie. And for me, every aspect of it was just the amount that I've I've needed to find to I've needed it needed it to find <laughs> hilarious and to be on the edge throughout the whole movie. Um sorry, do I need to read that last sentence again? <laughs> no, it's fine, I got it. <laughs> It was a weird sentence. We kind of teased on about brackets before. This person was using dashes to break up sentences, which made it very hard to read. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, agree. Good review. Fine review. It, it, it had all those things it talked about. Yeah, this, this, I, I don't disagree with it. It was, it was good. Yeah. Um, and bad review. Ready for it? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, you're ready. Okay, this is one out of ten. Wow. <laughs> There's always somebody. There's always that guy, isn't there? 
this is from Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Not at all gripping, slapstick, not engaging. That was the title, by the way, and it had two semicolons. (laughs) (laughs) Warning, colon, spoilers. If I cannot bring myself... If I cannot bring myself to finish a movie, I count it as a bad movie. Then you shouldn't be reviewing it because you didn't finish it. So meh. Continue. I've watched a lot of Chinese movies and this one stands out in that it didn't draw me in at all. I watched about a half hour before I finally gave... Hold on. How are you reviewing this? You're half an hour into it. (laughs) A half hour. (laughs) Sorry, people. It's not a short movie either. Just so y'all know. Yeah. It's like two hours long. (laughs) I'm starting the sentence again. I watched about a half hour before I finally gave up at the death scene of that injured soldier. Okay, thanks. (laughs) In a well-made movie, this kind of... What? In a well-made movie, comma, this kind of movie would theoretically provide some purpose and drive to the action that follows. But even with this blood dripping, his blood dripping onto Jackie Chan's face, I felt no impact whatsoever. It feels like an episode of a kids' TV show that doesn't know if it wants to be to stay slapstick or get serious. Sorry, I was squinting trying to work out what he was trying to say (laughs) as I read that. I'm bad at reading out reviews, so maybe we should <laughs> pass it over to you. Um, it was serious when they shot. Man, it was brutal. They just like hopped on a train. It was the first time that the Japanese had like just just straight up murdered somebody. So it it was a stark contrast to the jovial start to the film. So I thought that actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> the, the... Well, this was only watched 30 minutes of the movie and then said it was bad. Um, what the, is, there, is there more in the review? No, that's it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we'll do something like unprecedented. Is there another bad review? Because I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> we never like the bad reviews generally. But... Well, yeah, but you didn't even finish watching the movie. I can't, I can't accept it. I need something well, yeah, else. I should have, we should have stopped reading his review. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. The next worst one is a two-star, so I think that also speaks to the, how bad that review is, that no one else has actually reviewed it a one, and we always get the be- someone who... We've even had ones who, have, in their review, have said it's a four-star, but actually given it only one star. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, okay, read the two-star re- one. <laughs> I'll read the two-star one. I'll read the two-star one. Prepare to be disappointed if you expect action and comedy. What? That's exactly what you get on this film. <laughs> <laughs> that was the title by the way okay this is from cute burtums or cute bert ms okay he forgot the n it's cute bert M- msn <laughs> okay like soft messenger like berta berta from <laughs> dragon ball uh. Uh, um first of all this is just a china propaganda movie no, it's not. They want to educate <laughs> viewers. 
They want to educate, quotation marks, viewers some battle fought by the communist 8th route army on a fictional bridge. The plot is rather empty and no reason was given why that bridge has to be destroyed. Yes, it was destroyed, dot, dot, dot. Maybe I missed it in the dialogue, but it should it should be tri- trivial for the war. I don't think they're using the word trivial right. I think they're meaning it should be an interesting point of knowledge, but I think this, uh, trivial sounds more like it's not important. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tr- critiquing their, their words because <laughs> they're critiquing the movie in a bad way. Continue! Next is how they portray the Japanese soldiers. All of them act without much intellect, and this makes the movie one-sided and extremely boring for an action movie. I'm squinting again. (laughs) Not much for comedy part. Maybe the cowardice of the Japanese might capture a few laugh. Dot, dot, dot. Four dots this time. They progressed from three. And I learned in the office uh, recently that four dots is a typo. (laughs) (laughs) I think this was worse than the first review. (laughs) Was that the it? Was that it? That's it, yeah, yeah. Like the dot, that's mean it's three dots means. This is what I learned from The Office, just to clarify the TV show The Office. Three dots means to be continued, four dots a typo. And five, five dots, it means it's getting serious. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> if you send five dots to a girl, it means that, like, yeah. It's got serious. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that review. Oh, well. It's a letdown. <laughs> Come on, cute Bert. Disappointing me. Disappointing Bert. me. Bert. Bert MS. It's a ship, the MS Bert. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, know. Let me get got, that out of the way. <laughs> uh, have you got anything to say about that one? Like, yes, the Japanese were portrayed a little silly. No, I mean, uh, we, we talked about why those things are portrayed that way. <laughs> it was for a reason. Yeah, I think there are logical reasons for it. But they also expressed how strong and powerful they were as well. Like yeah, yeah the, the main the main Japanese guy was very very silly, but he wasn't dumb. He just was a bit slapstick and a bit comedic. But his actual character was character was very strong and was very impressive. So I think in some ways it's showing how determined the Japanese were. Yeah, and uh-huh. then I mean Yuko was um, a competent officer. There was no like. Oh, she was kick-ass. Yeah, nothing that she did was incompetent. Um, the situation was ridiculous, so I think that just just fell apart around her. Um, but yeah, she wasn't portrayed in like a negative light. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I I can see what they're trying to say. Yeah, but... no, I, I know they're. I, yeah, that's definitely like in, in something to take into consideration when watching the film. There's there is a bias in the depiction of, of the. Um, both sides, I think, of the uh, the conflict. Um, but but as we mentioned earlier, if they took it and did it as as a bite, because yes, the Japanese probably, probably did do quite 
awful things. I don't know specifically because I wasn't there, and yeah, so I don't want to comment too heavily on it. But if they were biased in the sense they made it very, very dark and very, very cruel, like they were just torturing people left, right, and center, and it was... I'm trying to think of a movie that would be like that. Um, some of the Prisoner of War camp movies... It would it'd be a very different movie, and that would be biased in a, in a different way as well. So, which yeah, which well, way do you go? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's been plenty of films that have shown um, both both sides of, of these conflicts, um, and uh, that wasn't the focus m- m- of this m- film. More more, hor- more historically, um, you know, it wasn't. Uh, however, they're still acknowledging that bad things were being done. So, um, now I. I don't agree. I think with either of these bad reviews, um, other than I can I can see where they're coming from. I just don't think that they understood maybe what the film was trying to do, and definitely in the case of the first <laughs> bad review where they didn't even watch it all. So, okay, I mean, fair enough. You didn't wasn't in, weren't engaged in, in it um, past the the thirty minute mark, but uh, like I said, it's it's not. It's like a do they do three parts? I think it's three parts in the film. It, it's split up into parts, and um, they're. It's not like I said. It's not a short movie. It's two hours and some change, I think. Um, but uh, I don't know. I didn't feel any reason to stop watching it. it. It was it was engaging, plenty. Yes, I agree. Um, I actually really like. Uh, now we've got the reviews out of the way. I guess we can talk about the movie a bit more uh, holistically, and then get into some of the cool scenes. I, I really really like the the art style of the film like I really like when they introduced characters they did I don't even know what that's like but they mm, that's kind of like, like an the, art art deco comic book kind of yeah yeah comic book is where I would go to but yeah yeah it's like splash panels I guess that's what you want to call it yeah I really like that um, yeah. and I even liked how they did when they're retelling the soldier that kind of puts the this main group on their quest of to blow up the bridge when he tells the story of his platoon attacking the bridge I actually really liked how that cut into a really cell shaded stylized cartoon. Like, I think it, re- it really worked for part of this this story. Like, I yeah, because it yeah. can't when you go to cartoon from a live action, it can be odd. And we've had a few films do it. <laughs> we just watched one. <laughs> Chocolate did some weird stuff with the uh, CG. Um, yes, and, and I guess the protector did too. Um, they were both using a strange CG. Uh, in this, it was fine. Um, it was unexpected. Like, I wasn't expecting the movie to do that. And it works fine with the um, half comedy, half... Well, it's really, it's like three-fourths comedy and like a quarter, um, like, ridiculously serious um, violence that, that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and with having those splash panels that we talked about, it yeah. kind of already... It's already established that kind of style. Because I guess that's the... Drawing style was in the in the cartoon section was the same as what the splash panels were. That yeah. real simple, um, what you could get on a simple, I guess, a simple press printer back in the day. Um, yeah, so the plot, the plot of the film, <laughs> um, we didn't. The, the reviews didn't really cover it that that tightly, did they? No, especially when they said spoilers, but they. They weren't really spoiled. <laughs> well, he spoiled that the soldier died. Like, uh, yeah, but that's like thirty minutes into it. Okay, thanks yeah. for. Yeah, you're gonna find Not that out anyway. <laughs> Didn't spoil yeah. the ending. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, basically we have these the railroad tigers are a, a pretty much a, a rebel gang, but they're not even rebels in the sense that they're really fighting against the Japanese. They're more just causing mischief. <laughs> like they're not, they don't seem like they're that interested to actually fight them. They just no, they're more like a Robin Hood kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're just mischief it's, makers it's, that are trying to help out the village. Yeah, Western. It's like a very Western train heist feel, yeah. especially the start of the film. Like, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like the Great Train Robbery or something like that, without yeah. being as anywhere near as serious. Yeah, um, or, or as so they, slow. They that, I mean, it, it's a long film, but it, it doesn't stop moving. It's constantly oh, changing it's... scenes and doing crazy stuff. So you're never like left waiting for. Or, or like there wasn't any point where I would have went like oh yeah you probably could have cut that part out it's going a little bit slow it was just it was kicked up to like 11 the whole time just moving 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 like a train I guess <laughs> yeah it was it is yeah always always doing something um, but yeah they're, they're a group of and they as they refer they call themselves the flying tigers was it yes and they had silly yeah. silly little um I think that's also what made it like a little bit funny is they they would leave calling cards like when they would commit you know a I don't even know what to call when they would do one of their mission yeah heist a little one of their missions they would always leave a little doodle um, of their logo. The funny thing was is like the first the the first opening scene is them like uh, attacking a train and what were they actually trying to steal were they actually trying to steal anything or was it just they took take the soldiers' clothes, and they, that comes into play later in the movie. But that didn't seem like that was the end game. It was just a just in case thing to have the soldiers' gear. Yeah, I think they just needed. They just wanted some other supplies. Um, and it's just funny to make the Japanese soldiers turn up at the station naked, and so <laughs> yeah, and then wonder like, what happened to all their clothes. Um, I think it's to embarrass yeah. them and kind of get attention away from what they wanted to do because they needed to go get those bombs. Well, the first heist there's nothing to do with the bombs, is it? No, it's no, just, they, don't, just, they don't do the bombs just, until after the one guy comes and tells them to go blow up the bridge. Yeah. So, yeah, the yeah, first heist, I they... I don't remember. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what they, they were They were just ca- causing mischief. Yeah, and they, they have it all planned out so they can... Very Hogan's heroes, they can do the heist, they can get back to... Because they work at the station as, like, station, like, um, storeroom hands kind of people, what I yeah. gathered. So unloading and loading yeah, the train like the, for the Japanese. They're dealing with like the freight, um, but yeah, it, it works out to where like it looks like they never left. Like they had the yep. logbook all, um, or I guess they were in in, in cahoots with the station. Yeah, manager. with the station manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's all tight, and it's. Re- I just loved like the how well it's planned out and the the, the cleverness. Like, and the one of the times they're getting onto a train halfway through the film is where I've got it playing right now. Is they use like these contraptions and stuff to get onto the train it's just super clever and i really like oh, that yeah. stuff it always makes me smile yeah it's um, a lot of fun they they have like little sleds that they use and they um they i think it's the end of the movie they have the the bamboo poles that uh it's like an l shape and the train runs over part of it and it kicks it up flicks it up yep and That's that, that about, like yeah. hooks on and then they can like they're being dragged by the sleds and they just sort of pull themselves up and catch up to the train yeah there's a lot of little yeah. neat touches like nifty that. stuff but what we're getting at with the little the logos yeah the first heist they they strip the guards naked and then they still take a lady's uh lipstick <laughs> and they have this little argument between each other how to draw a tiger <laughs> i just love the banter between the, the brothers 
like or the group the this little gang like they kind of mock each other but they have this complete trust and uh, loyalty to each other it's like this real nice like um chemistry they have going um and yeah. it's funny how that yeah. that's the logo this the little kid we mentioned earlier the little kid in the future where the movie starts that logo's hand drawn on the the boiler or the the furnace that the the kid sees and so that stupid logo that one of them is the mocking is saying it's not how you really draw a flying tiger is what actually survived history <laughs> it wasn't yeah. a cool <laughs> real looking tiger or anything like that it was like a real stupid looking teddy bear looking tiger <laughs> yeah and i think um uh they there's a little section at the end of course when they do the outtakes and um uh, when they're doing that scene or one of the other ones the, even the actors like i don't remember how to draw the doodle and they just like have to make up something <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, we we do want to plot wise. Uh, yeah, so we we talk about soldier. They we know that they cause mischief, but they're not really up to fighting the Japanese completely. Um, but then one evening, they're all kind of hanging out in one of their houses, and um, a soldier from the actual Chinese army stumbles in they, into their, their property and they protect them. And that's where they kind of get given their mission, isn't it? Where they get the mission of they need to block the bridge because this is the bridge is the gateway or the this is the, the main artery of transport for the Japanese front line. So if, if they can't get yeah. goods across this bridge, then the army, front line army, will be hindered and their attack will be, be stopped effectively. Yeah, and and that's one other thing. Um, China itself, um, even to, to present day, they have their infrastructure from the coast into the mainland China and through like central China is pretty much there's nothing there. There's a, there's like a, a highway that goes on the north, and then everything else follows the coast. There's just a couple roads um, that work their way through like the center before it hits the desert. Um, that's on purpose. Uh, when um, uh, Joe Joe Enlai uh, Mao Zedong when they're like taking power and the Communist Party's like being created um, in China, what they decided to do um, to keep themselves protected against Russia, basically, they didn't build um, heavy infrastructure in in the center. Uh, it would have been easier to, to build all the all the train routes and everything that way. But what they figured was is that they just left it desert and um, farmland. Uh, any Russian troops coming through it would only have like one route to take. They couldn't just make a beeline right through the middle and, and, and take over um, like an inland route. They would have to come around the coast because there was just no place for any vehicles or people to go. There's no actual roads. Interesting. Um, so that's why you know they have these choke points, and you could take out a bridge or something and stop people from going anywhere. Yeah, it's interesting to to learn more about that. Um, but that's basically the plot, um, and this yeah. kind of fires Jackie Chan and his squad up, realizing that, that they can actually make a difference. Um, and. Um, it's it's interesting because he didn't sit. They didn't seem interested in fighting them until they actually find out how important that bridge was and what the plan was. And then they, it is a quite a big change or or change in focus. But 
um, it kind of makes sense. And we learn more about Jackie's character is that he was it his one of his wife and his fam his parents, or there was a few people who were killed by mm-hmm. the Japanese. Um, but he he hasn't really fought. He's just kind of survived. So yeah, but he's kind of now fired up to to make a difference, and he's willing to to risk it all to take on the bridge. And that's kind of where the rest of the movie comes from: is just kind of preparing and fight and for this this bridge attack. Um, and I guess that's the plot: <laughs> they attack the bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty straightforward plot. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Scene I was mentioning earlier, one of the funny ones when they're kind of first attacking the, um, they're trying to steal because they've been very successful in being able to infiltrate and get get to what they need. And they attack, they try sneaking into the warehouse that's holding the explosives, the Japanese, because obviously they don't have access to explosives. Um, and yeah, the scene where they they all try the climbing up and doing your very typical Jackie Chan climbing of buildings, things with a whole group of them, and then like you know launching each other up to these ledges and then they walk around the corner there's a ladder right there <laughs> I, thought was, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious um, but yeah that, that whole scene where they're stealing the the dynamite it's not really dynamite whatever the explosive blocks is pretty funny um, yeah that was probably one of the better set pieces in the film where like the par- like they what they kind of um, abseil down from the rafters they managed to get what like 10 or so different explo- explosive boxes and then they end up losing them to to get away <laughs> yeah. and then get one and then they get chased and they have to use that one to to get away from the people chasing them and so they end up with nothing i thought it was quite funny um and interesting that the movie spent half an hour going through the sequence for them to be back square one well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, legit... it's, it's, it's just showing like the effort that they have to put in to do this, yeah. this plan and how much can go wrong um... yeah um, to be honest there isn't that much kung fu or fighting in this film it's not it's on the lo- the leaner side of our, our martial art films but it, it is there uh, a bit of fighting but it's not really any style or specific really is there um no it's not um and what's what's nice is when it there's a lot of like little uh chase scenes i think that's primarily what's happening is you know it's people fighting to get from point a to point b you know they're they're never like it's not like a standing brawl it's it's more kind of classic i guess jackie chan um style where it's just a lot of set piece usage you know they're 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 using the environment and um, uh, parts of the train or the town or um, I'm trying to think of a oh I think there's an example where they're going through a little the market area and one of the stall owners like sticks I think is he put a hook he puts a hook or a chain or something on one of the guys and one of the the, the Japanese soldiers and it's you know he's just doing it. Um, and pretending like he's not involved in the fight, <laughs> you know, just doing like little funny stuff like that, and uh, people get knocked over, and uh, they're throwing like um, chili peppers and things at people, just like using stuff in the market to yep. def- defend themselves. It's, it's it was it was good, good scene. 
Yeah, um, and that's what a lot, and all the train scenes are very much the same. Like especially that opening sequence where they're kind of fighting the soldiers, but using the environment. Um, if anything, more of the combat for the majority of the film is stealth. They are actually surprising those who they're fighting and doing, um, yeah, sleep holds or breaking necks and stuff like that. So there's le- there's less room for kung fu, for kung fu and martial arts. Um, but still, very fun film. Um, I'm trying to think what other fun scenes there were, like that I really enjoyed. Um, um, yeah, I th- honestly, I think a lot of the fun scenes really didn't have anything to do with martial arts. They were just um, uh, the one where uh, Yamaguchi is like drugged. <laughs> He's dr- drugged with those little pancakes. Um, oh yes, when when Jackie's <laughs> character and his son are captured. Um, yeah, that was quite fun. <laughs> um, yes, that was a fun scene. Because he's trying to act all tough and then steals their food, but that was the plan, and yeah, he gets all drugged up. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the end sequence is fun with the tanks. I really like that. Um, as I said earlier in the start of this podcast, was the budget was obviously a lot bigger for this. Um, yeah, the special effects t- are pretty good. Yeah, it was tough to see which parts they were doing like on a soundstage or something because they had, uh, I guess for our, our listeners, um, there's a, a chase scene, I guess if you could call it that, with a, a two train cars um, running away from like an armored, uh, it's not even a tank, it's an armored car. It's like a little mini tank, but it's stuck yes. on the, the rails of the, the yeah. train track. Um, so it's, it was there to to um, cut its protection. Of yeah, the it's, train. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guard with the train. It just follows along with the, or I guess technically it was hooked up to it originally. No, because then that one was separate. That was separate. Was because, that one separate? Was, there was yeah. two of them, wasn't there? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so that one's separate. And what's funny about that one is that one's actually piloted or driven by a soldier who failed previously and I can't remember he did the fail <laughs> but no, he, he was let ordered the, he let them on the train or something yeah he was ordered to commit Sibiku and he complained because it hurt well first he <laughs> unveils and he has like a butcher's knife and the commander's like what is this he's like oh it's all I can find I don't have a, a sword and it's no it's not even a butcher's knife it's like a um, it's like a half moon cleaver it's like the size of your face and it looks like yeah. a he's supposed to weird, stab himself with it. <laughs> it's like a fang or something. It's huge, and you can't stab yeah, yourself. It, <laughs> and then he, um, and then the guy's like, oh, "Here, take my sword." As the commander, he has a sword, and then the guy's like psyching himself up, and it's it is mocking the Japanese. This one is very mocking, but it was yeah. quite it was played quite funny. And the guy then goes makes the motion of stabbing himself and then screams and the commander looks at him and he's like drops a sword and he's like I cut my hand (laughs) (laughs) and so he lets him live it lets him live which is I thought was a bit funny and he ends up piloting this guard tank um but he just gets blown up. That's not the tank that the, the battle scene that I thought with the standoff. Yeah, the yeah. standoff I thought no. was funny was the two tanks on the actual train. Yeah. Our the the chef of the restaurant who ends up joining these brothers yeah. midway well, he, through the yeah, film. He, like he's an ex um, sniper. So, yes, he's a marksman from the army, and he's got out of it, and he lives a peaceful life being a, a noodle chef. 
um, but he finds out about their their mission and and decides, okay, this this is something I can actually do and we can do to make a big difference. So a small sacrifice, a big big outcome. So he joins the group. Um, he jumps into being a military man. He knows about the guns and tools of, of, of war. And he jumps into one of these tanks, and so does the Japanese commander. And they're, like, literally facing each other, <laughs> like, on the same train cart. Yeah, they're on a, on a, uh, um, it's not a pallet. It's, like, a, you know, a flat platform. A flatbed, yeah. Flatbed yeah, car, um, car. So they're, like, a few meters away from each other. And the tanks, and the tanks are just, like... It's like du- dueling swords. The turrets are smacking it was so into funny. each other. The barrels are smacking into each other like swords. Like, you know, powering and pirouetting. Yeah, it was quite funny. I, I really enjoyed that. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a fun scene. Um, but what I liked about it is that it was a cool standoff, but it actually provided uh, drama and tension later in, like, a few minutes later. Because... He's on a slow little tank wheeling away, away, but the train stops, and so he catches up and creates creates the tension for the final scene, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, is like bombarding the, the the train as they're trying to get it to get it to the bridge to, yep. uh, to blow it up, and um, yeah, it was it was actually pretty effective because I was like, is he gonna is he gonna get it? Because people started kind of dying around that point, and you're just wondering, is this gonna end poorly? Like, it was, the, I don't know. You, you said that, because at that point, I don't think anyone had died. They had lost people from the train. Like, Jackie had got his son, his son got off, and, um, and and the young girl and the young boy, the little thief, got off. Um, And I think the big guy got off. Yeah, he, the big guy got off saving the, the thief and the girl. And so a bunch of the main characters were off, but there were five, I remember. Yeah, I and mean, they're, they're hunkered down. Um, I just mean, then, like, more in general, like, people were being killed, like, at this yes. point. Yes. Like, oh, yes, the bit. Japanese <laughs> were dying left, right, and center. Oh, that, that was the other thing. They turned the... Didn't he turn the cannon around? And there was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get found so, out earlier because mm-hmm. the, the female general... Uh, what's her name? Yuko. Yuko. She suspects something, so she hops on, and they, um, the, the, the chef guy was dressed as a commander of the Japanese army, wasn't he? Yeah. And he ends up going into the 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 cabin with all the soldiers. Like that on purpose to like get them to sit down and be quiet. Just, he was basically you know, he, distracting everyone. He ended up doing that. His, he was hoping to find the explosive. They split up and went different directions. Yeah. And he walked in and they saw his captain's badges. And so they stood to attention. <laughs> um, and I, I just thought it was a real fun little... Um, cover up and then she works out but don't they shoot like a one of yeah one of the, the tank he ends up shooting the tank well no it wasn't the tank the um there's cannons oh, there the was artillery like a, there was like was a row artillery. of artillery yeah there's a row of artillery and they're um they're using it to hide behind because the artillery has like um shield like a plate plating on the front yep. of it to protect the, the gunner and um and- the, the, at this point, the Japanese are like shooting at the railroad tigers um, who are hiding behind the artillery shields, and they're hiding there. And then the one um, chef, he's like uh, trying to aim uh, it. Uh, well, he's, well, he's aiming it like somewhere out. Like I think he's trying to shoot the. Um, uh, they want to get it ready to shoot at the uh, that armored car. I think. Yeah, something like that. Because he's yeah, up they're, doing they're it using the it for something. He's actually using it for like the intended purpose, and then. 
uh, Jackie Chan's like, wait a second, we, we could fire this right here, and they just aim the um, the artillery piece like into the uh, train car, oh, like they yeah. just jam it through <laughs> <laughs> and fire and fire. It. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal, uh, but it was quite it was quite funny. Um, and yeah, and then he. This, as I say, there's some really cool shots of people, uh, scenes of people being cool. Like as I say, he gets in the tank. He 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 manages to push off the the Japanese general, and then he ends up turning around and shooting because the the support tank that we talked about earlier notices that something's wrong and starts firing on the on the the train, and so yeah. he takes it out. He waits for a bend in the in the track and gets the right angle and takes it out. Yeah, uh, that, that was all super cool. Yeah, because he's in the um, last. Basically, the the tank itself is in the last train car, and then the um, uh, guard uh, little tank thing is at the front of the train. So when the when the train itself bends around the track, the the front or I mean the back end has kind of a straight line pointing to the front without hitting anything in the middle. Um, yep. So, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was really neat. Um, but you said we. That, that's what I got confused by. I mentioned earlier, like, most of the characters got off and they survive, which is nice. I like when people survive. Um, and then, but they failed. The train never makes it, too, because of the bombardment from the ca- the, com- the Japanese commander dude. Yeah, well, it, um, it blew the water boiler, and so the, yes. the train couldn't go any further. It, it wasn't steaming, so it wasn't spinning things. Um, they, they failed, but then Jackie's son... Um, basically hijacks another train further back and puts it on a course to ram it and force it across and boy when it hits that is a very well done scene it looked like they got real trains and rammed them um i saw in outtakes that they were models but they were big models though these replicas were still i don't know probably size of a car like the the engine was pretty big yeah they were like a like a um I don't know, a two-tenth scale or something. They were, they were still large. They were still very big, weren't they? Um, but yeah, so when that when they get crashed and knocked out, I'm sure there was five of the, the tigers left, but then two just died. I have no idea who they were. They seemed to disappear. And then there was the main three that survived for the final battle, and that was Jackie, the chef soldier guy, the sharpshooter, and one other. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was just yeah, one of the young. Remember. It was, oh, the, it was, the, it was, was the youngest guy, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the one with the hat, the one we took mentioned yeah. earlier, the the XO XO um, yeah. pop star. So the high. Yeah. Uh, and they both, yeah, and it was a, a very dramatic ending. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to talk about the ending? Uh, yeah, I mean, so basically what happens is the, the, they can't get close enough, um, with the train to, to get to the bridge because the, the bridge is being guarded by, um, uh, a standing, like a standing small battalion or not, but a group That's of right, yeah. um, soldiers. Uh, and there's a guard tower there as well. Yeah. So they, they basically get smashed into it from the, um, the train coming from behind, just kind of mashes everything together uh and then that that they have what do they have one no two they have two bomb things left i think it was two um and 
Jackie Chan basically is gonna try to um there's an there's another train car on the There's one of the carts has all the bombs yeah, it has all the bombs. bombs on it and so it, it, the doors are kind of open and he's just basically trying to throw his bombs into it to blow it up because it, it, it's it's kind of far away it's like the, the bridge is on multiple levels um and of course uh Yamaguchi the the, the main um Japanese soldier is fighting Jackie Chan like at kind of at the same time they get into a, a little bit of a rumble and um uh and soldiers from the other end of the bridge yeah are, come are, across from the second guard yeah so they're being shot at and then um Jackie Chan like misses the two but like he one of them just falls and explodes, and then the other one makes it into the cart, but then falls back out. <laughs> like it, yeah. it just bounces out. Um, but he, what does he do? Does he kick off the other? Guy? I don't remember what, what he does specifically, but he basically knocks himself uh, over to like the. There's a, a oh, the the train itself, the little bombs inside of it were like tied together. And they fall, and then he kind of he jumps on that and uses it as a, a, a bungee or whatever to... I think it's an accident, but it wraps around the support pillar of the um, bridge. Well, that, that's the initial plan. That's what the... When they first got onto the train before they were discovered, mm-hmm. um, the plan was to tie ropes to these bombs and make an explosive chain to throw down to lean lie against the support pillars of this because it's a very very tall bridge yeah this is like way above a a ravine river or whatever Um, I still think it would have been easier if they just came down the river and blew them up from the bottom but hey (laughs) (laughs) story for another day they wouldn't have been Um, railroad tigers it would have been river tigers yeah exactly Uh, river otters Um, but yeah so the the bombs are all tied up for that but they can't get to that cart and but they have some on hand from that they took out earlier and that's what as Dave said that's what Jackie's doing um so when they fall out that's why they there's a big chain rope of them and I think they just fall out because um the th- the three that he try attempts it just shakes things enough that they end up yeah. just slipping out like it was just fortuitous enough that he could he could jump and and grab it um that was this part was probably my the part that i didn't like was when he was trying to grab onto the pillar and they they decided to like show blood marks from his fingernails ripping off yeah it was pretty brutal like i I just sort of like yeah i was like oh that's awful and i was kept hoping that he would let go and fall into the river and survive (laughs) Uh, because i say i like i like a survivor i don't like necessarily a martyr um but yeah, he. I think he dies. Um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It was a long shot, so you couldn't tell um, what you just saw it explode. But he was at the bottom of the very, like the very end of the link, so could have fallen. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. He'd he, he just been. He'd been shot. Like the the yeah. commander shot him quite close in, in the gut. Um, and the only reason he got so he was about to lose the third one fell out actually got on the hole fell out but shook things up um, and his two friends the sharpshooter and the kid they basically give him a chance to get away from the Japanese guy by shooting um, yeah it's very dark 
this kind of ending. It's it's it was very very um, harrowing in some ways because it just seems like he failed. Oh, that's right. I've just seen it watching it now. <laughs> great great casting. But the Japanese guy had won and shot. He'd already shot Japanese Jackie in the stomach, and he was about to execute him. And Jackie's like, "Shoot me in the head, and you make it quick." But instead, the guy shoots him in the foot. So he's torturing him um, and extending. And that's when the Chinese army from the the other end of the bridge turns up. Yeah. And they're, so they're like raining down support fire onto the uh, the, um, the Japanese army. Yeah. Um, and so that gives Jackie a window to, to act. The funny thing is, now I think about it, Jackie could have just sat there because they probably had enough forces to, to storm the already depleted Japanese army and blowing up the bridge themselves. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm rewatching it, I'm like, Jackie didn't have to die. But it's, it's heroic. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's what do you think of him going out in a blaze of glory? I guess it's better to burn out than fade away, but still. Uh, well, I mean, it's that like like we discussed. It's that folk hero. Um, it's a it's a more powerful story as a martyr than um, just blowing it up and then like living to see another day. I don't know. It's better. <laughs> that's I prefer that ending, but you know, it's it's more dramatic, I guess. I, I do like that yeah, the two friends are not worried about themselves and and both shoot. Yeah, they're really they're well they're all you know sacrificing themselves for this greater good. At this point, I I guess this is a bit where I didn't like the slapstick the most is when because um, the friend shoots the the sharpshooter shoots and gets the Japanese guy in the bum and he acts a little silly like oh like a like a bee stung his bum almost. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, he's doing the same thing. Like Itai, Itai is a—he's mimicking the, um, his subordinate from earlier. Like not on purpose. It's just what what it comes out as. Yeah, um, and yeah, then then he's Jackie. That's when Jackie sees that the bombs had dropped and swings out. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the the his fingers gripping onto the. Yeah, that's the worst. Pillars. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. But I guess what he's trying to do is he's because he spirals around it and he's unraveling, and if he unravels too much, it may be less effective. Or it'll toss him it. off, and you can't pull the um, cord. Well, that too. Um, yeah. Oh, um, he does have a really cool iron pipe that he. I think it was his father's. I don't remember who. I think he talks about whose it was, but um, he, he keeps he, it as a memento. Yeah, he uses that to like break as a break to catch himself on the. Um, uh, pillar, and he's also used it as a weapon to bomb people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he keeps it as a reminder that the that his family were killed because he is thinking about how he smoked it when they died, or yeah. something. I don't remember. It was in the very like beginning part of the movie that he talked about it because everyone was at, people asking about why he had the pipe. I think. Yeah, and he just refused to answer. Yeah. yeah, see, he's below the explosions when he's falling, so there's a chance he survived. Yeah, I, I, I read it as he, as he um, survived, Although, or at least, or at least didn't wasn't wasn't blown up. No, he wasn't blown up. He may have died from his gunshot wounds. Yeah, it, it doesn't show. He literally just he falls, and then it just, I think it cuts back to the, the present day. Um, 
the the other others definitely die because they they show them getting exploded. Yeah, but in the, like well, they're, they're on rage. <laughs> um, but it actually has a shot of them kind of getting lifted up in the air with explosion behind them, and how they're at peace, that they're happy that they succeeded, and and Jackie. It cuts back to Jackie, and here's a euphoric look on his face. So I assume he, he's dying, and he's just happy that he's he's died. Um, it's Com- with completing success. his yeah, completing his mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we get a surprise cameo. <laughs> That's, well, it was again a cool shot. Like from the exploding of the train, there's there's a, a coal ember that that flies out. Yeah, and that glows, and it cuts back to the little kid who's watching through who started this film off. And who this is the cameo you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Like it seemed like he was supposed to be like, a, a meaning behind it. I don't know. Is Andy Lau? Why is Andy Lau here? Yeah, I don't know. But he's like the kid's, he's the kid's dad. I have no idea. I don't know. They didn't. There's no dialogue. He just like smiles, and then the movie, the credits roll. Yeah. It's like okay, I was, Andy. La- I thought was like, is this for a sequel? I don't know what like I don't know what it's signifying. It has to be something important. You can't just have Andy Lau be there and for no reason. Well, that's what I thought. Like, was that one of the actors who was in the railroad group? Like, that's what I thought. No, like, it's he's familiar. <laughs> it's Andy Lau. But, he's not in the movie at all. But as I said, like they all look different because he's now in a nice clean white shirt. He's not all dirty yeah. and gritty. So no, I thought, he, I thought, <laughs> was it one of them? And this is like the kids. This is like the great grandkid of one of the actual. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, it's not. He, he wasn't in any rest of the movie. I'm going back and seeing what the kid says to him. Tiger. Oh, the kid's called Tiger. It's time to go. And then the kid says, can this be our secret? Sure, no problem. Did they all go to heaven? They all joined the 8th route army and protected our country. What about the injured soldier? Did he go to heaven? That's another story. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, it's like they're gonna do a sequel. I don't like. Okay, I don't I'll tell you. Like, <laughs> that's. I was like, okay, I don't understand. But why is it Andy Lau? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that 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 bit, bit confused me, and I think I um, kind of was just confused by it and didn't really understand it. Because he's specifically saying that they all went, they all joined the army, so they didn't die. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I thought that was the other ones that weren't exploded. Well, yeah, they were still alive. Yes, and they made a point of showing that they got away. A bunch of them got away. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was confused oh, well. by Andy Lyle. I was like, okay, I mean, that's cool that he's here, but <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, very good film. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. It was um, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, I'll probably have yeah. to I'll eventually return to watch Little Big Soldier sometime. I, I remember enjoying it when I when I saw it, but um, it's definitely just like a period piece war movie. Is there any kung fu in it, or is it? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I think it's. I'm to... It's it's just I don't know. It's uh, it's, I saw it when it came out, so it's been. Eight years. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, we, yeah. I think next time we need to do something, but really kung fu because we've been we haven't done much recently. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll find something with a montage too. With a with a super super kung fu scene. We might have to we have to reach back and grab something from the seventies because those yeah. are pretty much uh, can't Spirit, miss with those. We'll do spiritual kung fu where it's like the the, the animal uh, styles with like oh yeah, or like goose step boxer or something something uh, specifically just kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, just Kung Fu. But that's, yeah, really good. Um, but I think that covers most of the film. I think we've had good chat. Yeah. What do you think? I think that that uh, wraps us up. What would you rate this film? Man, uh, I'll give this... Uh, you know, as a, I'll give it a 7.8. I really enjoyed it. 7.8? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll go, I reckon it's up there at an eight. I really enjoyed this. I, I was smiling. The action was fun. I agree. The comedy and the dark, the did make the killing a little worse. Because um, I watch Vikings and there's lots of killing in there, and I don't really think about it, the killing. But in this, I thought about how it was very sad. These soldiers are just being killed <laughs> a lot more than I usually would in a war film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I give it an eight. I reckon it's one of my favorite films that we've seen in some ways. Yeah, this was it was good. I, I was a um, little little different than what we normally watch, but uh, none none the worse for it. It was a good good uh, showing from Mr. Chan mm, for sure. All right. Well, should I, we wrap uh, up? Yeah, I think that wraps us up. Uh, where can we find you on the interwebs? I am at vadervanodin.com. Um, the thing I'm going to plug this week is Odin and myself. That's my son, and uh, we we do YouTube. And recent, uh, the most recent video is we got a Odin got a, a Halo Warthog Mega Blocks set for his birthday, and we built that and did one brick at a time, and we did a review at the end and. It took me hours to edit it together, so please watch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a fun video. I think it's quite fun. Um, Odin, Odin really enjoyed doing it with us together, um, and so it's yeah. Hope it comes across in the video. So that's my oh. plug of the week. Cool. Did you guys do another like where it's stop motion again? Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, excellent. Yes, yes. Everyone, go watch it. Those, it's a uh, cool stuff. So this one we added a review at the end where we discussed what we thought of the actual build and and whatnot because this is our first Mega Blocks. We usually do Lego, so we. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Also, I don't. I'm not. I can't think of what the Mega Blocks look like, so I'm sure. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll recognize it when I see them. But it's Lego with curves. Oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, well, probably easier little... to do um, some of the like vehicles and things. Yeah. yeah, and they. Yeah, it's it's just a slightly. Um, they do a few. They do a bit more gaming franchises as well, um, and so the little minifigures are a little bit more detailed compared to the minifigure Lego minifigures, and they have a bit more curved pieces in general. Yeah, but cool. it, it's much like Lego. All right. Well, there'll uh, there'll be a link to the video in the notes. Oh, boom. What about you? I am on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> you can't really find me anywhere else on the um, on the internet. And, uh, that's and the best anyway. <laughs> and the best podcast about monsters. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I host um, 
podcast, Monster Dear Monster. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can also find this particular podcast, Crouch and Tiger, <laughs> in podcast. So if you're listening to us, you found us somehow. But um, yep. <laughs> leave us reviews, please. Um, visit us on iTunes and drop a review. That would be great. Or, or just some general feedback. Um, we also like that. So through Twitter, um, either on either of our handles, um, you can always send us uh, DMs or just in general, you know, say hi, or friendly. Um, yeah, I think that's that's, that's pretty much it. Um, so stay tuned next time for something else, something new, and something kung fu. Bye bye. Bye.